right, so this is the Wrestling and Podcast, and today we're going to talk about wrestling and comebacks. And comebacks, they're an important part of wrestling. I mean, injuries, fake retirements, switching companies, unforeseen circumstances. I mean, wrestlers, they end up coming back eventually. I feel like they all have. And, you know, sometimes the comeback, it's not so great. We give the wrestlers a like a golf clap. Everything's cool, but sometimes, like with CM Punk recently, I would say, the comeback can be legendary. It can change the wrestling landscape and affect everything. You look at the CM Punk comeback, and all of a sudden, WWE, the next day, is adding people to the show because of the reaction. It can be a huge deal. Uh, so let's talk about comebacks and... Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. But before that, I got to introduce the ultimate artist from in-ring art. It's Justin, everybody. Justin, thank you for coming back on the show and not giving up. No, never give up, right? Isn't that what somebody says? Never give up. Um, yeah, I was actually in Vegas uh, last week. Um, I watched Rampage from a hotel room. Um, really? In Las Vegas, and it was it was it was amazing. I loved every second of it. It made me dig up my old CM Punk shirts um, that I have. And Ooh, how many? How many do you have? Um, okay, Mr. Collector. I have the ice cream bar shirt. He is a collector, people. You might know that by now. As weird as we think the collectors can be, <laughs> this guy knows his nowhere shit. near. So what, I'll I'll tell you about Vegas and and the collectors there that are just. Well, how many championship belts do you have? I don't have any of those. No, I don't do that. All right. Well, yeah. you're on the right path. So, um, what kind of CM Punk shirts do you got? I have a. I have the ice cream bar shirt. Okay. Uh, I have two of the yellow GTS shirts. One I found at a Goodwill about mm -hmm. a year ago. Oh, nice. Um, and then I have a. Uh, it's the one with not the, the not the the ringer tee, but the one with his whole face on it. Um, mm. I just and the arms crossed and yes, stuff. Yes, yes, yes. His face and his body, and then it has like the hands on the back, like in the prayer. I, nice. I have those are the ones I have. I have. You ever wear those? Wear those anymore? Or are they kind of in the back? I just wore the um, the ringer one today, actually, to the market. So <laughs> sweet. Well, it's I buried it's them the time of year. <laughs> Only thing I need now with that whole CM Punk thing is, I want to hear that him and Colt Cabana are cool again, and then I'll be very, very happy with everything. I haven't heard anything, man. I've heard that he was questioned about it and that he said, you know, I came here to the arena today and I had no issues with anybody. So, you know, that doesn't mean anything, right? right? It was, I listened to Voices Wrestling today. Shout outs to those guys. They were saying that there's really no answer. It was kind of a safe answer, you know? Sure. So unless they turn it into an angle, or what, it doesn't matter if they turn it into an angle or anything, but it'd be nice to know, huh? It would be nice. To know. I think that would really make me feel completely better about the situation, but whatever. Um, so I would, and, and Colt Cabana has no say in the issue, by the way, just to, let's, let's make that clear because yeah, I mean, he can't go to Tony Khan and say, Hey, I, I, like I was but. listening to the, we watch wrestling podcast and, um, mm -hmm. you know, they, they've had Cabana on a few times and they were just like, we just hope he's has a safe work environment and he's, ha he's okay. So, <laughs> you know, that would make it the icing yeah. on the cake with everything, but whatever it's between well, them two. So, you know. It is. They are two adults that are going to have to handle it one way or another, or not. So you were in Vegas. What? Why'd you go to Vegas for? I think you may have talked about it on the pod before, or was that an episode we scrapped? I, I don't remember. But uh, how was Vegas? What'd you do there? Who'd you meet? So the Friday afternoon before WrestleMania, uh, well, anyway, yeah, going back a few months, I was invited Wrestling for Sale, Ted at Wrestling for Sale. That's his, um, that's the Instagram. He's just the absolute king of vintage wrestling uh gear and um in the in the in, in the whole nation or in the on world the West Coast? everywhere this Whoa. guy's got everything i don't seriously. know the t the t is he better than the totacon shop or that japanese yes no no no, no 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 this is a whole different level of goods my friend um oh okay ted for wrestling for shout sale him out again? ted wrestling, wrestling for, for sale, sale ted. ted he doesn't need a shout out for me um he's oh, okay. he's one of the big reasons why i'm at there's kind of there's a handful of people responsible for 
kind of where I'm at with this stuff. But Wrestling for Sale Ted's got 32,000 followers. And for example, okay, he has, I mean, the, the, the type of stuff he has is, is just incredible. We're t- like, here's one of the things. He has a, a WrestleMania 8 shirt, okay? Mm. That's a size XL in, like, pristine condition. Like wow, and just just all the stuff he has on there is just absolutely. It's like seeing a museum when you when you see yeah, this stuff. Okay, it's, okay, it's su- super legit good. And he and he you know he deals with a lot of, uh you know. Anyways, creme de la creme of just wrestling vintage yeah. goods that the guy has because I helped him set up and everything and just looking at some of these shirts and, I mean it's just like you see your Damn. childhood, you see every. Uh, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. And he invited cool. me. You see shirts that you never could have bought on the internet. And he invited me to bring some of my drawings and sell them at this event he had at uh, the Pal Station Casino in the sports bar there called the Tailgate. And, Sweet. You know, at uh, there was just a couple hundred people that came through, and the the cheap the cheap heat podcast with Peter Rosenberg and Stack Eye Greg came through. Uh, they nice. were cool people too, and um. I sold 18 of my drawings, and it was awesome. Wow. And Congrats. basically, I went up on Friday. I left the house at about 10.30, get to Vegas about 3.30. I can't time you, though. Oh, my son's... Yeah, I, I come here. You're all good. Don't don't freak out about I'm gonna, it. I'm going to check my son's teeth right here. Yeah, Everyone all this gets a, taken care this of. This is Kenzo. No, we can, we can leave it in there. Just checking okay. his teeth. So, um... What's up, dude? He said, what's up? So I got to Vegas <laughs> at about 3.30, and um, go to Mommy Fafasso, okay? Okay, go ahead. Um, checked in my room, and I decided, hey, I'm going to walk around. Ve- I'm going to walk around. Uh, this hotel is kind of off the strip, so. I, I think I'm, I've been there before. It's one of the station hotels, but there's some stuff around it, and it's probably a pretty nice area it's fine i mean i mean i'm not a vegas i mean guy. the hotel itself is probably kind it's, of cool i mean it smelled like cigarettes and all that. i'm like i'm done with this I, i'm not a vegas guy uh, obviously growing up in la I've, I've done my fair share of vegas and i'm just not a vegas guy i don't like gambling yeah. uh i don't like the fact that it takes me 15 minutes to just to get out of the hotel because of the casino and all that stuff no, so, I, I understand, dude. I walked out across the street, grabbed some dinner, went back to my room, and like, I'm just gonna get me a tall boy Modelo, and I'm gonna watch wrestling, and that's what I did. Cool. I woke up really early in the morning to help out Ted, and um, you know, th- it started at nine, and we had some people buy some drawings for me right away. Just, it, it, I mean, it was great. Damn. And so you said a couple hundred people walked on through, huh? I would and this say this is not maybe a hundred. This is a special wrestling convention now. This is during SummerSlam, so all these people are in town, right? But you think I got a pretty good turnout for being a traveling thing? Because no one was there that lived there. No, there, there was a couple were. locals that came through that are just Vegas people that like wrestling. But none of, if you talk to Vegas locals, they don't just go to the Strip for the heck of it. They usually yeah. stay away from it or they go for a specific purpose. For a show or but, something um, like that, and then they go home. Yeah, and also there was, uh, you know... Um, Violent Miracle, he does a lot of Bruiser Brody shirts and a lot of really cool exclusive uh, designs. With, cool. Like the Vader and the Tasmanian Devil. I did some Wheeling Dean. I got him a bro- my Brody drawing. He gave me an awesome shirt that I'm really happy about. Um, that is so cool, man. And the stash pages, um, EMS guys, they came and that's, you know, like I got some Tranquilo shorts. I've had those for a while. I, I, a lot of, I've mm-hmm. bought some stuff from stash pages too. He's... And it was cool to see those all these guys that I follow on Instagram for months, almost year now, and just like to see them like right yeah, there. It was for, sure. for me to be like in that like kind of so circle much fun too when you just, when you've been yeah, I had to pinch myself for so long and stuff. Yeah, and you can talk to them, and you're like, oh, these guys are even cool, more cool in real life than they are. I mean, it was so cool. Talk. Shout out to all those guys, and it was I'm just was just kind of taking it in for a while, and I couldn't believe I was there and. People coming in and selling my draw and buying my drawings and telling yeah. me how they came here. Just you know, I mean, it was so cool. And well, it's exciting, man. And as you get more hype and as this podcast grows and stuff, hopefully that get, just gets bigger and bigger. You know, I mean, we got a WrestleMania in a couple of years in your hometown, so that's true. You'll probably be able to sell at multiple venues there. Shit, you could probably put a fucking table in front of your area, <laughs> in front of the the place you live, and just start selling them there. Yeah, well. And, People will drive by and get. Excited, I did. But. I did just open an Etsy store. 
uh, there you the, go. the other day, and I actually sold. I, I opened an Etsy store two days ago, and I sold something the next day on Etsy. You got to go on Redbubble, sell your art Red there, Bubble. and get like bootleg. Yeah, you ever use that one? No, I haven't heard of that. I it, have to check it it's out. It's just like it's an artist service. It's kind of like shady because like you can buy unofficial unlicensed shit but like i buy a lot of shirts from there it's just an artists go there and put their badass artwork up and then they'll make stickers i buy all my stickers from redbubble because okay. i can get like all the crazy dragon quest stickers that are not official that i buy like you know like i buy i bought three t-shirts from them uh, ocarina zelda zelda stuff and so, like, the Zelda stuff, it's just not official. I got to um, send you a care package of some of my stuff. I, for, I keep forgetting. Oh, hell yeah. I'll I need to give you some stickers car, sure. and stuff. So, well, anyway, uh, um, it was a great experience. And, and, and it ended about 2, and I was, I was right back to L.A. I got mm-hmm. back uh, about, you know, I had to stop for gas uh, and stuff and just to get something to eat. But I was home for the last three matches of SummerSlam. Yeah. And... Well, that's I, cool, man. I really had no interest in, in in going to SummerSlam just because of how late it would have put me home because I didn't have a hotel room for that night. Oh, dude, I don't. You, I would not have been able to go to a whole SummerSlam and then drive home afterwards five hours. I yeah, couldn't do I, it. I, I would. I mean, but it was hard enough to do it's it. It's an intense thing. Like SummerSlam, going to one of those events is like draining. Yeah, so and especially after you know, I was up since five in the morning, so. You know, I got home and played it safe, and I got to see the last three matches, mm-hmm. which were, was pretty entertaining. I enjoyed. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more if we want to. But um, great experience. CM Punk seeing well, that moment was just, it was so cool. And Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Well, we'll talk about yeah. uh, we'll talk about some of those comebacks. Uh, dude, I got to say one thing real quick, though. I got to say that, uh, I got to say that, John, we're talking about wrestling and collectibles and T-shirts. John Cena's T-shirt at SummerSlam. Do you remember what it looked like? It was the Mario Brothers thing, right? Yeah, it was him as the little Mario on I've Mario 3. I've seen wrestlers do that everywhere, though. Like, from Daniel but Bryan okay, to... Okay, I get it. I get it. Even but Joey John's, Ryan. I had to get rid of that shirt, but I got the Joey Ryan one right before it all hit the fan. That sh- design has been done over and over again. Yeah, but this one's Cena, first of all. Second of all... I have Cena's other video game T-shirt, right. where it's the front of like a cartridge. So it was like it's the all pro black. wrestling. Yeah, that was a cool one. And so I got that one, and I'm like, I want to get the the Cena Mario one now. Go for well, it. Well, you're telling me it's just everyone has it. No, it's a. I've seen the Young Bucks do it. It's been a kind of an unofficial, oh. like kind of template for a wrestling shirt. It's like a meme almost. Yeah, I like even even shirts. I think even the I want to say the. Um, uh, Jurassic Express had one like that with Yoshi as the I dinosaur. Think that's true. Yeah. That's true. It's, huh? it's 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 cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it is nothing original. Um, I wanted yeah. to get the CM Punk Ringer shirt when it comes out. They just have the plain white ones. Those things sold out like crazy. Yeah, yeah the biggest it beat it beat out the Bullet Club shirt basically. For, right. Uh, the like, original Bullet Club like, shirt. Yeah. Well, it was the Bone Soldier, but I think it was called the original Bullet Club right. shirt is called that. So it's fucking crazy, man. Merch is crazy. Things are getting crazy yep. because yep. of this comeback. And I'll tell you what, uh, there's been a lot over time. What is, do you have a comeback that just like sticks out in your mind that like makes you because uh, you know before you go on to that, I'm just gonna tell you something that really hits me and it's one of my favorite. Uh, this one was. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah. And this was Power Struggle 2019. And it this was like he came back from a fucking broken neck. A lot of us were not sure for a long time if the guy would ever wrestle again. Yeah. And no one really knew when he was coming back. For a long time that we knew he was we I think we knew he was coming back, right? For like months, but he kept not coming back. And everyone's just like, "Where the fuck is this yeah. guy?" And at power struggle or excuse me yeah power struggle he came back and people were crying in the audience you remember um milano collection is just tearing up and crying and he came back and challenged will osprey oh, so and good. to me that that was like one of the ultimate comebacks because honestly the dude came back from being paralyzed almost this isn't a comeback where the dude like just quit because he got pissed okay i don't want to say that let's say he got released and then came back five years later this wasn't that this was a guy who could have possibly died and then all of us who was a baby face who we all loved and came back to do what he 
loved to do. That's my favorite. Uh, I mean, if you don't have anything to say about that, what's your one of your favorite comebacks? But I, I will, I will say this about that. Um, you you gotta watch. Yeah, I'm listening. The documentary that they have on the NGP, uh, NJPW World. Oh. Um, it's got subtitles, and it's all about his comeback to that moment. I was very excited when uh, when he came back, and to this day, I told my kids this morning I was watching the Hiroma Doki match. I go, Hiroma's my favorite wrestler right now, and the, the current wrestler in the world. It's Hiroma Takahashi. I love that guy. Checks all the boxes for me. That's my favorite wrestler. Um... And yeah, that was a great yeah. moment. I remember putting the That's story on my there. personal Instagram when he was doing that weird promo in the in the in the in the laundromat. Yeah. I, I mean, I just love this. Oh guy. yeah, that was this dude's the best. And all that stuff he did during the uh, the shutdown. I mean, the guy's the best. Anyway, one that stood out to me because it's most recent, and a lot of these ones we're probably going to talk about was during my lapse time as a fan. Um, the Daniel Bryan return was a really big deal. Yeah, uh, I it remember was, texting was a huge deal. texting my few, friend but... during the day. Uh, you know, I was I, I remember particularly I was coming from, uh, you know, I worked for the local school district and I was coming from yeah. uh, a school and going to meet at another school and I was literally texting with my friend excited, like I was uh, like a, like a like a school kid like a like a. Yeah. No pun intended. Like a like an elementary kid, just excited. <laughs> You're like texting oh God, in the dude, parking you won't lot. Believe this shit. of a Seven Eleven about Daniel Bryan coming back. Like we couldn't believe it. Um, and obviously he went on a that run. He went on initially. Uh, it was really close to WrestleMania, and they stuck him in that tag match against with um. Uh, was it Shane McMahon or whatever? No, it didn't end up being that great of a a run like it was with Hiromu. But just the initially, we thought the guy was done. And then he was back. Those are real comebacks, you know? There were, you know, I was always questionable about Brian because there was so much shady stuff. They were never clear on what he wasn't, and WWE was never clear on what exactly was going on with him. Later, we come to find out he was having seizures, I believe. Yeah. He couldn't open doors and stuff. And But the weird part was that he wasn't medically cleared, and he had to go to three other doctors. This dude had to leave WD, WWE and be like, no, I can wrestle, and go to multiple other doctors. And he actually kind of came in conflict with the WWE top doctor, Dr. Mar- Mar- Maroon. Yeah, I, um, I think what ended up happening... Because there was a lot of back and forth there that was uncomfortable. I remember Maroon said, like, or at the end, Maroon, like, hugged him or something and then said, like, hey... Uh, you're good to go although he denied him before that yeah i think that was always the he would always had a hard time getting cleared by the wwe doctors and he went on to learn a lot about concussions and all that i think it was Mm. just really the concussions he was having and wwe was like look man we can't have you getting permanently disabled or dying on our watch kind of thing um was my assumption well and and, but you know what's crazy about what this comeback that you're talking about? And this is what is so great about comebacks. Like, we talk about the punk comeback, right? Yeah. But the punk comeback isn't complete. The punk comeback has just happened once, right? Or twice. He has had two appearances. The Brian comeback you're talking about creates this whole era of him where he's this new heel character, right? Where he changes the belt to this leather thing, so and he cool. calls people fickle, yeah. fickle, and he does this great. Well, that was a year later. Only... That was that was uh, you know months down the road. But I'm just saying initial... that if he hadn't come back from his, we never would have got that. that yeah. Come back, never would have got. that. I think we, yeah, have... and that that hemp belt or whatever that is. You know, we talked about replica belts. That is one belt that I would love to own because that's my favorite, like kind of personalized <laughs> belt. That has ever been like you know from the smoking skull to you know those mm. any of those belts that they've had customized for the wrestler that Daniel Bryan belt you don't was awesome. Want the fiend belt where it's his face like? No, I'm good. That weight belt? No, I'm good with that. Yeah, um, you should get one of your kids that for Christmas. <laughs> um, I bet you I could. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but no, that that Enviro mental sustainable belt was really awesome. And that it was character cool. was awesome, and and they actually, uh, anyway, Danny Bryan coming well, boy soon. Boy, was I happy when Kofi Mania happened, and they got that belt off him and sent it to Kofi. 
Uh, that didn't work too well, but it was a great wrestling. And you know what? Match. That was part of the moment too. Like that was from his mm-hmm. comeback. Is he was part of that moment getting to hand it off to Kofi, which was a great moment too. Not a comeback, but still a really cool. No, moment. but it, it was cool. It was cool. So tell me. So I'm gonna list some. Yeah. Big comebacks listed. And uh, first of all, I'm gonna po- uh, pause and apologize to our old school audience one. Or one. our hardcore TNA audience, too. Oh. Because we're not talking about comebacks from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. So Not even the 90s? Bo- Who was in the 90s? I'm, let me just think off the top of my head. Well, you got people leaving companies, right? You had, you could say Jericho coming back after he left. You could say the Steve Austin comeback after injury. Because he got injured for a long time and had to be do vignettes. Right, and so there was a comeback there. I'm sure every wrestler in the '90s, including Hogan, and I'm just gonna take a Undertaker moment and see. Okay, a WrestleMania WrestleMania Nine was a horrible comeback with uh, with Hogan. I guess you can say that was a comeback or just an unexpected reappearance. Um, that was terrible. I wish that would be erased from history. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything to fill that gap in. My memory is Yeah, ceasing. and I and we're not and also we're not talking a lot of Japanese wrestling because I don't know the history. So yeah. if there have been like the most amazing comebacks, which I'm sure there has been, there has to have been because it's part of wrestling. Um, uh, you know, we will uh, we would love to hear about yes. more. But we um, do have DM a huge list us or you know at who, we don't care at whatever dot com. No, just kidding. No, I would love to, if you guys want to interact with us and tell us what we missed. I'd love to know because then that would show that people are listening but, to the show. But yeah, because <laughs> I don't have lucha matches here, right? And I bet I I would love to hear about some of the biggest comebacks in all Japan. I know Brody went back and forth. I know that uh, Suzuki has had many comebacks coming back from New Japan to this company to that company. I guess you can consider... If you switch companies a lot, you have a lot of comebacks. I wasn't <laughs> into New Japan at the time, but I guess you can consider uh, Suzuki Goon's return. So there you go. From... Uh, Great example. Um, not Dragon Gate, but was it Dragon no, Gate? from Noah. From Noah, right, from Noah. As something that might have yeah. uh, taken people by surprise and or you, or you could say chris jericho coming back to the company but that's also like more our era i'm interested to know about like when fujinami right. came back to wwe or something like that right well which i'm sure that should happen but okay so i'm sorry we don't know if bobo brazil came back to face pat patterson in san francisco in the 70s right just at the cow know. palace in the cow um, palace yes yeah so uh, uh, I'll name a couple comebacks. Tell me Go. if you've heard these ones. Destination X, TNA, two thousand six. Scott Steiner returns no. to TNA. I I was not into TNA at any time, let alone not. No offense to the product. There was there was a few times where, in uh, probably two thousand fifteen in the summer, I was DVRing TNA and watching it. Yeah, from time I, I to time, didn't but. I didn't watch it back then. Supposedly. This led to a really big run with him, and he okay. was like a main eventer for a long time in TNA. Okay. And so having this dude from the 90s come back into TNA and kick ass was pretty awesome, I, okay. I, I suppose. Um, tell me if you heard this one. Um, oh, this was a great one. This actually was a good one. Um, it's looking like Survivor Series 2016. Goldberg defeats Lesnar. In one minute, do you remember this one? I'm not a Goldberg guy, so I could give two <laughs> shits. I, I I I am not a Goldberg guy, um, so I, I thought probably, it was terrible. I but did, I'm not you know, really a Lesnar guy either, so it was just kind of par for the course for me. Didn't move my needle dude, at all. Dude, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I watched the whole show on the big screen. I was rating it in my notebook, which. I don't use notebooks anymore. I don't think people <laughs> should. Anyways, except to save really good matches. But anyways, um, when this match started, I just turned it off. I just turned the show off. Like, I watched the whole show and when it started. And then I look online and it's like, oh, he beat him in one minute something. I was like, don't care. So are you happy that Bobby Lashley fucked him up? I wish it was a little more like not had to be distracted by his stupid son coming in. Mm. Um, as people are calling him fucking hook like, I just I just have no interest I just I mean listen 
Goldberg's in fantastic shape, and it, it does look like he has a little more of an appreciation from the business, and that was honestly the, probably one of the better Goldberg matches that he's ever done. Yeah. I just have never been a Goldberg guy. I didn't buy into it. I don't, I don't like I these kind of guys. Agree. I kind of agree. It looks stupid like, compared to WWE stuff. I don't like when they sell these guys as superhumans that nobody can beat. Like, oh. I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of that presentation uh, necessarily. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just I just never was into Goldberg at all. Well, check this one out, okay, man? First of all, Christian is going against Kenny Omega soon, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think that it's a match that I'm, I actually think it's awesome, personally. Hey, because the first I always, match on Rampage was fantastic. Well, I always loved when Okada had his big title reigns. He would go against all these different people, and you knew he was going to beat a lot of them, but still, you knew it was going to be a badass match. Well, even a lot of the Omega, you know, Okada matches, you knew Okada was going to win, but still, they had you, yeah. you know? And he debuted Christian Cage, we're talking about. March 7th, uh, Revolution. And that's when he came back from injury. Um, that was like a, what, seven, eight-year hiatus, right? Um, yeah, and I think that... No, well, are you talking about Christian? Christian. But, no, he was in the Royal Rumble out of nowhere. No, that's Edge. No, 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 no. I think both of them came in that same... The Royal Rumble this year. Okay. Um, and I think I it was that. sorry. It was well, no, no. Edge came back in the 2020 Royal Rumble, which could be on your list. Uh, should be on the list as well because that was a huge one too. Yeah. Um, Christian came back in this Royal Rumble in 2021. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I he, see and that. he had the moment, and yes, that was a big shock too. Okay, because so th that that was his big return. I apologize to listeners. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit later. So that was a big deal, you know. Yeah, that was a big deal. Um, I don't really think he did much with the company after that, and then he just mm. surfaced and signed with TNA. Um, I'm sorry, with AEW, right afterwards. Yeah, and that was that's awesome. But no, there was a big moment to see him and Edge together in that Royal Rumble this year. Do you, Do you remember what happened in January 26, 2020, at the Royal Rumble? Yeah, Edge won, right? Edge came back. That was yeah. his comeback, right? No, no, yeah, twenty twenty, yeah. At that, I don't think he won that Royal Rumble. He won this year's, but, but that was that, that was a big one, huh? One of the, the biggest ones we can talk about here, probably. Abs absolutely. I mean, that guy was out of it for like eleven years, and just to see that expression. And he did on a his Daniel Bryan thing. He's like, I can't wrestle ever again. People were crying, fucking like all sorts of shit. He appeared but, in WWE here and there, like in some skits with Seth Rollins saying, yeah. I'm going to stomp you, but right. Right. And he, I mean, he still, he didn't go away. I mean, he did the Ed edging Christian show and he had a podcast. We knew what it was up with him. And, um, but he's back and I, I, he's one of the things I enjoy in WWE TV is edge. I think edge is great. Um, and that comeback was huge. And just to see that look on his face with his eyes bulging out, um, when he was soaking in that response of honestly, which was one of the uh, one of the last events before the whole world changed, where we had full of people screaming and yelling without mask and all that. That was that Royal Rumble in 2020 that uh, I believe Drew McIntyre wanted to win. Who do you think has done better artistically, Edge or Christian, since they came back? Since they came back, artistically. Well, I mean. I think Edge has a lot more of a of a body of work than Christian does, so I'd have to give it to Edge. Edge has had some at least two WrestleMania matches, and then has had some significant runs, and just came back with the Broods music. And what about his terrible WrestleMania match where they slow motion threw each other onto cars oh, for like with an that hour? Mat See, yeah, the Randy Orton. Uh, yeah, that was. I mean, that wasn't great. It that was, was a disaster. Boring. I actually but, thought, uh, I, and I didn't like how they labeled the next match fucking best wrestling oh, but, match ever. Uh, that that's was a so Vince stupid. Thing. That's a Vince thing. Um, but uh, he went away after that <laughs> to really kind of reassess he everything. Tore his and fucking peck in the greatest yeah, match of all time. In the the greatest slowest match of all time. But um, since he's been back from that, he's been great. I mean, the WrestleMania match. If it's the match greatest was, match, you wouldn't tear your limb. N never uh, mind. But anyways, go ahead. The WrestleMania match was great. The Triple Threat I thought was a really good match. 
um, with Roman and, and uh, Daniel Bryan. And the match he had with Seth at SummerSlam was really good, too. And all the okay, stuff that he's actually, doing. That actually was good. I will say that. Yeah. The SummerSlam match was actually really good. And Edge um, has had some great moments over the years. So I would have to say, I mean, I can't really, other than Christian's match against um, Kenny Omega, which arguably was better than any of the matches Edge has done since he's been back. But just Edge just has a lot more of a body of work since returning than Christian does because he was still he took I, a few I, months I, after yeah, I, and I then think, he I think I agree with you man like honestly yeah. I was thinking about it a lot and I guess it kind of clearly makes sense he's been put in a bigger situation he's been at the very top for a while and since he's come back he's been at the very top yeah you, so, you have to give uh you know Christian a little bit of an incomplete right now he hasn't really uh had like that the comeback isn't uh I mean it's there obviously and he's done some stuff he ha- did he have a match with Jungle Boy? No, he's supporting Jungle Boy. Maybe he, he went against them. him earlier. I think but he had. I think he had a number of contenders match. He's actually in a in a in a the team with them and shit. What's it called? Right, the he stable? is. Well, the Jurassic Express or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if he's officially a member, but he's got their back or. You whatever. know how AEW is? Like they float all around, which yeah, is kind of yeah, yeah. cool. I That's like, like one it. of the things I like. Like yeah. girls and guys exist together. You know how oh, in WWE great. you never see Randy Orton pass by fucking Tamina and just talk. Right. Like they exist in different worlds. <laughs> you know what I, I'm I I love what they're doing with the best friends group, and you know they got Chris Statlander, yeah. and they have guys like Wheeler Yuta Yuda that are just Wheeler. welcome in there. Oh, it's yeah, great. it's it's yeah. really great. Like I always love that. It's like, hey, if you're gonna like want to be friends with someone or want to be in a group, I'll just put you with them. You know, or what I'm it's saying? just it's it's human nature. Like if you start going to a new school, you're gonna start latching on to a group of friends. And yeah, I like and it. what we learned from the Dark Order and R.I.P. to Brody Lee because this has a lot yeah. to do with his death, which is very sad. The Dark Order went from being this small time group to a major player in the whole fucking AEW. Like yeah. the Dark Order is now a serious group. Yeah, so, and they they went through that kind of comedy stage after a while, especially if you watched Being Elite on a weekly basis with just some outstanding stuff, and and they made John uh, Silver a big star without. Oh well, yeah, I would say big star. But and I can't wait to, to see out. more of them, dude. I'm yeah, still waiting too. for him to. Buy. Yeah, that I can't great. Wait match. for the trios He's, tourney, dude. Oh my god. Hey, we might see a, a John Silver been cleared. He has right, so maybe we'll. See, I, don't I don't know, know, but I just saw him on fucking being the elite. Right. The. I used to hate that show, but now the Dark Order shit, I actually think it's funny. You know what the fucked up part is? The uh, I'm, we're not going to talk about it much, but I actually find the Chad too bad humor funny, and that's probably not good. So. That's oh, all the I'm uh, the um. That's Did all you get Carl any of Anderson. the talking shop of manias? Have you seen any of those? No, I haven't seen those. <laughs> Do they, I, uh, well, let's not talk too much about it on here. Um, <laughs> all right, but, g- give me another comeback. Let's get another comeback. All right, let's here. go with the comeback. Comeback of this show. A, comeback of the comeback. Here, we're going to go with Triple H returning from injury. The quad injury. The quad injury. And here's the cool thing about it. They turned him face. This was February 2002 of raw and he came back and that kicked off a fucking huge run for three years including evolution and like all sorts of him winning a bunch of shit and fucking becoming undisputed champion and uh it was a huge comeback dude i i would you know just go on a limb i mean i would say that triple h is one of the most like just hateable heels of all time he's a hateable human <laughs> but um, that was a big deal. I, I don't hate him, I, but I'm just saying. That might have been on my... When I was either in the decline of my viewership, when I was starting to lapse out a little bit, or uh, at the tail end. I still... I was going to my uncle's friend's house every Monday to watch Raw with my uncle and his friend. I don't know... Around that time, I don't know if I was still doing it, but I, I kind of vaguely remember that being a really big deal i and, don't remember uh, it at all being man. a surprise I, I read i read about it and i saw it seems very interesting i was out of the product by then but i've heard that you know, i was either out of it or on the way out of it at the time yeah of no course we knew the who product, they were right? and shit yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it was no it was just more like i said i was working nights. other things happened we didn't have dvr and i was just busy with school and I think well, we're, let's let's take a few time, talks so. about comes back come, comebacks that happened while you were out of the product, and I was. And yeah, I'll I'll comment on this next one. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is April 1st, 2002, and this is Eddie Guerrero coming back to WWE. So Eddie had a drug problem, and he was he obviously was in WCW and then came in with others into WWE. Yeah, sure. And it was that. a big splash, and uh, a lot of these people went on to do big things. Um, they were called the... Why is it slipping my mind right now? The Outsiders or some shit? No, 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 no. no. The, 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 I, don't, uh, I don't remember, dude, at all. Are, I did not watch like, it. There was a... I don't know. Well, the, look, the, the again, re- oh, it's not the no, here's it. Let's, I'm just going to say this, dude. Most shows are like that. They don't like being corrected for us. We love being corrected. So just send us the name of shit. If, if we don't know us it, you're let us know. <laughs> I'm just saying, just do that. So, but he came back after getting his demons kind of in check, supposedly. I don't know the full story. And he came back uh, and he wrestled in New Japan for a few years. He wrestled in the Indies for a few years, and then went straight back to WWE and had a big career until his the death. Radicals, by the way. So just the Radicals. That yeah, that's what it was. Little bit, little bit later, we had a huge comeback. This is one of the biggest comebacks we'll talk about on here because of its history. Shawn Michaels injured, injured in the late '90s, comes back in 2002. And do you know how he came back? Well, I know he had the little Dutch boy haircut and these disgusting brown tights. I know he had a little run in 98 where he came back as the commissioner but wasn't wrestling. And I will say before you talk about this, he, he went on to have two of the biggest matches in WrestleMania history with The Undertaker, or best. Mm-hmm. Um, he retired Ric Flair. And that's one thing I, I know we talk about my friend Aaron a lot. And... One of the things Shout I outs to Aaron. that I'm really sad we missed, um, even though you know Bret Hart's my favorite wrestler of all time, but I've always shout liked out Shawn to Aaron, Ma- and I, and I I love Shawn Michaels too, um, not as much as Bret, but I love me some Shawn Michaels. One of the regrets I get about being a Laps fan from that time is I we missed Shawn Michaels' second act, mm. and that's one yeah. of the things I I kind of um, regret about it. Yeah, I and I I kind of agree with that. I missed all that stuff. I've seen him since then. You know, not all of it was great. We have Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam. So, but right. uh, stuff <laughs> happened. Stuff happened. He definitely did have have a great second act of his career. But you know, again, I I can't comment on it too much, man. I I didn't watch any of it, and you know, I've gone back and seen those matches. They're great, but. I wasn't there week by week. In the moment, capture. right. Yeah. Here's a great... This is a great... Just This is just a fun comeback here. You ready? Yeah. February 27th, 2013, Royal Rumble. Gold Dust. His fifth and most memorable... Or his most successful return to WWE. He had made five returns in the past and never made anything out of them. Finally, he comes back, hits up with his brother, starts a tag team, and he gets a championship run. That's not too bad, huh? I mean, and I think at that point, or at least during that second run, or that well, 15th Fifth run, or whatever run. it was, uh, he got into probably the best shape of his career. Which he's staying at, I believe. And he's, he's still, still out there. It. He's still doing it. And, um, you know, I, I kind of would say that he might be one of the most underappreciated talents, you know, in the history I, of the I, sport. I agree. And I was thinking about this. He gets out. Whoever, Vince McMahon or him, well, it has to be Vince because he's the main boss, says, you're going to team with your brother. And they put him together. And does this help make what AEW has become considering that Dustin is now a, a big part of AEW. Do you think that this this could have helped them cement that? Well, I think him I mean if it if it was if this was the thing that um maybe drew Cody and and Dustin closer as as brothers, 
and strengthen their relationship or whatever. Like, well, it I don't had know to because they their... got to work together. Yeah, so if that's something that, that did that, then perhaps. I still think we're not talking about AEW if, if, if it wasn't for... It's um, like if they never teamed, AEW never would have happened. No, no I was I more mean, commenting on um, Dustin getting into AEW. Oh, and oh, oh, for sure. I mean, I would have to say for sure without knowing the, the history of their painting relationship. Painting his face but, and all that shit. Well, AEW is, is, is you know, we what we have to credit AEW is Gaijin talent from New Japan. You know. True. Yes. That <laughs> is wanting the, to come home thing. or whatever. I don't know. And or, Tony Khan. And Tony And Tony. Of course. But, I mean, it all starts with... Uh, that hot gaijin talent from 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 New Japan wanting to do something a little different. I think so. So you talk about that hot gaijin talent from New Japan. Let's yeah. talk about the Bullet Club leader from New Japan and his debut in the Royal Rumble. Right, come back. This? I I think AJ Styles. He can't. He well. He, okay, I thought about this. He didn't come back to WWE debut. That's there, right. That's a, the comebacks and debuts. Is that debuts. a big debut? Okay, you know what? We're making an amendment. We're making an amendment. Let's cancel this one and we'll we're save that one for wrestling and debuts. Okay. 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 You guys will not hear about AJ okay. Styles. Wrestling and debuts. He, yes. Let me just say this: even though AJ Styles, this debut is one of the best ever. You're not going to hear us talk about it tonight. Okay. Moving on. Um, how about this? This is a big one. Really big one. It helped. I'll just I'll just say it. It was February 5th, 2019. Raw, Roman Reigns comes back from leukemia. Yep. That, that was a really good one. That was just like everyone took a sigh, even though we weren't necessarily sure. But we're just like, no one wants to see any wrestler deal with something like this or a person in general. So now that this beloved, generally beloved kind of wrestler is going through this, it was just really terrible. So for him to come back and say, I can wrestle again, I think everyone was excited about that. It was really funny how they worked that out, too, because I always thought I never really had. I thought Roman was I mean, I obviously he's doing the best work of his career right now with this Paul Heyman stuff and the the the. Um, what are they calling him? The tribal chief and all that stuff. It's tremendous, and it's one of the. He is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I know, you know. The and let's just stuff. let's just tie in his other return into this talk, okay? Yeah. Uh, that was, um, the twenty third of August two thousand twenty, SummerSlam. That's when he came back after COVID and stuff and became heel. So he's got two big returns, and yeah, the whole story here has been really good the returns have helped him the his comebacks have made his character i mean if if you you do you think i mean he him well doing the heel you know change. look here's the thing with roman that like i think the whole downside with him and the, and the booing and all that stuff it really all stemmed from him not winning him not being daniel bryan in the 2015 royal rumble I don't know. I think they were doing it before. People that, really dude. want, but no, 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 no. Because I remember the Royal Rumble in 2014. He was one of the last with Batista, right? When Batista won the Royal Rumble, if Roman Batista. Reigns would have, right, exactly. If Roman Reigns would have won that Royal Rumble, I don't think the fans would have shit all over it. There's no way they would have. They would have been happy with that because Roman was pretty hot with the Shield and all that stuff at that time. I just think. It wasn't necessarily like, we don't like this Roman guy. It was like, he's not Daniel Bryan. That's who we want to mm. win. And that's yeah. what affected Roman's I, and initial I run as a baby face. That's what anything. people said is that he was, quote unquote, stuffed down their throats. Back in the day, that's just what people said. Because it's like, they weren't giving the fans what they wanted. Unlike, I guess what you would say, any good wrestling promotion would do. Except New Japan when they have fucking evil win. But that's a whole different story. Um, that but never usually, happened, by the way. That's not, that <laughs> usually, didn't happen. Usually when you, yeah, you want to give the fans what they want. Sometimes it's good to surprise, but this was a bad one where it was like the, you want to revolt against the company. So, um, yeah, I guess. They even did the little teaser where at the pay-per-view, I think it was what, Fastlane or whatever that one in, in between. Um, the, uh, they do that 
Oh, I yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was like and they gave bump. you that match. Oh yeah, WWE speed bump, WWE yield sign or whatever. Um, that one they gave you that match, like they just teased you and all that. And plus, when he came back from leukemia, you know what? It was like, oh, you want to make him a baby face? Let's do it right now. Mm. He's we're set for life with merch and everything, and then they turn him heel. Obviously, I I thought the um. The, the the pairing with Paul Heyman probably should have happened two or three years ago, but uh, WWE not... is like, you know, light from a something that's two light years away. What you're looking at in the sky is from two years ago, and that's kind of how they present their product with things, and they're always a, True. a little bit late on things, it seems like. I think they were late on the fact that they uh, had Dean Ambrose do a promo about, um, like, Roman Reigns going to God or something like that. So that was not cool. <laughs> well, anyway, and we can also do a whole show on wrestling and, you know, heel turns or whatever and talk about yeah. that whole Shield situation and how that changed the tra- uh, the trajectory of WWE. Worst for, heel turn. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, or not, I, I wouldn't say it was a bad heel turn, but that Shield um, whole thing was one of the most, like... Well, th- you can you can put a lot of dominoes in the mm. whole world of professional wrestling from that moment, from you know where John Moxley is at this time to where everything is in the wrestling industry. Could you could say that's the Big Bang Theory of of professional wrestling Whoa. for the next five years? You're hey. getting astrological with me. Anyway, Astro- anyway, that's a teaser well, for another time. Here, well, I'll tell you this: I have this listed right here as as a good comeback or return this one is the night of champions september 21st 14 do you know who returned that night september 21st was that sting no but a year before that year oh 2014 dean ambrose came back to attack seth rollins after he got his head stomped into cinder blocks a month or two before Okay. See, I okay. So, that that's a kayfabe comeback. Yeah, but still, it's kind of a yeah. comeback, right? Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Definitely it, falls. It, in the it was definitely a just a big angle, just like whenever uh, Cowboy comes back, whatever his name is. Um, okay, so here's okay. I gotta erase that one. You gotta have Chainsaw. Ch- I for the '90s one we're forgetting is what? Chainsaw, Chainsaw Charlie. Ch- in Jeans the box, sign himself back? out of the car out of the box. It's, well, Terry Funk, um, you know, carving his way out of that, you know, um, what was it? Uh, what do they call those things? Those plywood boxes or whatever. What? Are you uh, serious? Yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing with Jim Carnett. Say, so have him come out of a box, or I don't know. But that was something that happened in the Attitude Era. Uh, Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack against the New Age Outlaws. Little run. That sounds that's that actually sounds very interesting. It's almost hard to imagine. I'm hearing the words you're saying, but my mind isn't putting the picture together. It's, that explains uh, <laughs> the whole attitude error right there. So how about this? How about this one, man? Okay, this was the Royal Rumble 2008. Do you remember this, or have you looked back on it? Because this was a big one. This, this was a- Cena's return okay. from injury. Is that was that at Madison Square Garden? Yeah, and it was a yeah, and it was he won the Royal Rumble. I definitely and remember that one. He he kind of scared you know Triple H kind of yeah right okay. And it yeah, was just I, like such a huge he heal he healed like way faster than he was supposed to, and it was a that, legit injury. Cena does that yeah. So and then all of a sudden like you're just like it'd be like seeing Hiromu four months after he fucking broke his neck and he's just back wrestling. You're like what the fuck. Yeah, Cena tends to do that. Yeah, that was a, that was a big one. I think I have that trait, bro. Considering my hand is just perfectly normal after fucking blasting it like with a huge fucking gaping oh, scar and shit. Let me see. Is that is that better now? That's my hand. Oh, it's look like at you. Nothing. Like it never happened. I think I need to go into wrestling, bro. <laughs> All right, here, this was this was a fun one too. Um. It was fun for me because the New Day came out dressed as Final Fantasy characters, which I thought was funny at the time. Since then, it's kind of gotten old, but uh, they brought back the Hardy Boys into WWE. And I guess you can say at the time that was arguably 
one of the biggest, uh, you know, mm. pops, as they call it, in WrestleMania history. Well, it was a big one, and was this when they kind of tried to make Woken Matt Hardy, a broken Matt Hardy into Woken Matt Hardy? They didn't do that until a little bit down the road with that run. Okay. They came back in the Jinko jeans and tight uh, raver kind of gimmick uh, right I'm away. Gonna, how about he turns into smoking Matt Hardy and just does drugs on the stage? All right, please no, that, that, that. I, that would probably be Jeff, but yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that's that's a very good point. Sorry, in poor taste, I apologize. No, but it, it's true, but sad. Um, hopefully, Jeff's on the up and up. That's what we like. Nah, here. Jeff's doing great stuff right now. When I, from what I've seen with the face paint and the eyelids. Hopefully, he's doing a little better than Uso. Is it Jimmy Uso? Oh man, it, one of the Usos with the DUIs, right? The one I think, I think it's Jimmy. To, I think it's Jimmy, that, dude. With the one that's married to uh, Naomi, I believe. Yeah. Um, I think it's Jimmy Yusu, and I'm sad. If I'm, I'll feel bad. Um, so how about this one? This is this is probably the biggest comeback of the modern, like whatever PG era or whatever that, right? We could talk about, and this was in April 21, 2012. It was a Raw, and people were chanting his name before he came out. He came out during a John Cena promo. Who are we talking about? CM Punk? No, CM Punk. No, no, no. It's Brock Lesnar. Oh, okay. Another Heyman guy. Sure. So the Brock Lesnar one was huge. He had done MMA and won the MMA heavyweight belt since he left. And he he just did another one last week. Yeah. Did another debut recently. What do you think about? What do you think about his haircut? People are saying good and bad things. Actually, no. People are saying only good things. I, um, well, I will preface this by saying I'm not really a Brock guy. Never really have been. I mean, I understand. What do you mean by that? You don't respect him? No, of course I do. I mean, I'm just, like I said earlier, I'm not really. He doesn't move the needle for you. I'm not one of the, I don't like those, oh, here's the unbeatable force kind of, you know. Andre the Giant, yeah, because he had obvious, like, he was beatable because he was slow and, like, the obvious flaws, but. Um, you know, just like the Goldberg, I don't like those. The guys built up as these unbeatable guys. You, know, you, don't you have watch a Andre the Giant in New Japan; he was not unbeatable. I'm gonna say that right now. But um, anyway, just to say, I, 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 but I do obviously I understand the attraction that Lesnar ha- Lesnar has, and his athletic ability is pretty crazy to see some of the stuff he does. But I'm, I'm just not. And he is a huge money draw. He is a huge money draw. There's no doubt about it. From WWE, I try and get him. Uh, obviously, um, I, I like the hair. I like Brock with the beard too. Uh, you know, look at me. I got a beard and I have no hair, but that's not my choice. But um, you know, well, you could get implants. I could get implants. Yeah, sure. Isn't that like thousands of dollars? Yeah, pro- yeah. It was a th- it's thousands. I of thought dollars. it was like ten thousand dollars or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a dollar a follicle or something like that. So probably. Jesus. I don't know. I, don't know. I haven't looked of... into it or anything. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> I kind of you know the ponytail and, and and the the beard, cool. You know, I like I like a good the beard with Brock, and you know whatever. But um, obviously, it's a big deal when he comes back, and now they're gonna put him with Roman. I just never buy Brock as a babyface, though. Yeah, I don't either. Kind of like I don't buy Charlotte as a babyface. They're just right. really bad at that role. Yeah, um, and Charlotte's great too, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah, they're just, just better. Certain wrestlers, certain wrestlers, just they're assholes in real life, and yeah. they are they can't not be an asshole. Even I, I would I would have liked to see Brock against Bobby Lashley, maybe, or you know, that would have been a little bit better nice, of a huh? matchup. Yeah. Well, the, 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 I guess it is kind of, the WWE is kind of stupid because they're like, all right, well, we got these two unmeetable forces meeting and now like, who's going to win? It's like, well, either one that wins becomes the next unbeatable force. And then now we have the, another unbeatable force that has to come in. You know, it just doesn't seem realistic. Well, it does, but it's rock. It is, it is realistic, but it, it's just like, it puts you in a, what do you, you can't. Because all the unbeatable force, but here's the thing: all the unbeatable forces are not going to travel full time to every show. Yeah. 
Right. That's the I mean, big that's, issue. That's bro. the always the issue I had is Brock was the champion and he wouldn't show up for six months. That's um, everyone. I don't because like that. Cena's yeah. not going to do that. The Rock's not going to do that. Brock's not going to do that. Only Roman. So they have to turn. They have to make some stars, bro. But I, that's a, that's a whole nother talk. But that's they, a whole other. Conversation. It's sad. It's sad how little fucking. All right. Yeah, Brock, <laughs> two big returns at least. Moving at on. least. So there's a person I think is the comeback king. Who do you? Who, is there someone that the comeback king? Could you think of anyone who has repeatedly come back, reinvented himself, and just done like all sorts of different things, jumping around? Well, I know if you were talking about reinvention, I would have to go with Chris Jericho. And and that's the answer. I mean, yeah. you talk about WWE alone. The dude has come back multiple times and reinvented himself every time and had big feuds constantly throughout the years. And we're not talking He's a about... Carter as a top Carter. Made of enter. Yeah. We're not talking about big changes where he goes from being the natural Dustin Rhodes to Gold Dust. We're talking about like subtle changes where it's still it's always still Chris Jericho, but it's the Monday Night Jericho, it's the Man of One Thousand and Four Moves Jericho, it's the and, the List you know, Jericho, it's the Jericho the with list. the scarves, it's, it's the, the Painmaker, pain but and it's you know always what? Chris Jericho. Jericho understands how important comebacks are. He knows that we have a memory, and he respects the crowd. That's why he has the Painmaker gimmick. He's bringing this back. He is having a comeback with his character because he knows we want to see it later. Right. He knows the power of leaving and coming back. He did that in WWE and constantly made waves. Um, and then, obviously, he debuted in AEW and, you know, he, he came back to New Japan multiple times, too. Yeah. And so, he came with, I mean, the, with the pain maker and the, the whole, like, uh, clockwork orange kind of get up and stuff like that. So, so this guy knows what the power of time means and maybe that's what comebacks are the power of time and you know just uh, us looking looking forward looking back and saying wow i can't believe this person got through that and he's back and chris has jumped all around so shout outs to chris jericho so we've discussed everything the cm punk debut you agree was just fucking godlike right i mean one of the loudest crowds you'll ever hear i mean in in wrestling in wrestling in wrestling I mean, yeah. I mean, and they saw it coming too. And, you know, I'll say the one thing about Tony Khan and AEW. They just, let's do it right now. Mm. And they did it right away when the fans were yelling. Even though we all kind of knew it was coming. Um, I mean, to hear that. And let's talk about, like, just whose songs to fit like that whole surprise like where you just pick off of it from the first few notes you know yeah and, true and, he's and i mean it's a great personality isn't is he lucky song. that he had a he had a licensed song for his wwe song no one gets licensed songs in wwe man well that song existed well you know i mean that was a pop no but they could have agreed not to buy 90s. his song they oh, could have oh, agreed to give him a song but they well, bought the song for him uh, listen, we know Tony Khan is not shy about buying songs for people. Jungle nah, Boy, Moxley, I mean, No, yeah. my, but my point is, in WWE, most people, no one gets songs like that oh, off, yeah. off of the charts. So he did, and so he gets to keep using his song all these years later. Do you think Daniel Bryan, now he has a classical song, is his thing, to, uh, you know, his oh, like yeah. classical Flight music. Flight of the Valkyrie kinda. or whatever. So I guess I'll just redo that one, huh? I'm very interested to see. And unless he does his old American Dragon music. I, I've never heard that, but uh, I wonder if everyone will pop when that hits the first few notes. No. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see oh, what like they do with this. 100 people in the fucking auditorium are going to be like, I remember this shit back in 06. Yeah, see, that's where you can't just hit the music. He might just have to pop in the ring. Uh, you know, Or after. attack someone and then pull the hood off. Something like but that. But we want him to be a baby face. We don't want to see he will Bryan be. come in. No matter what he does, he will be. So I'll tell you, though, we, we talk about all these comebacks. The comebacks will always happen in wrestling throughout the history. Wrestling is very simple. It's a very simple thing in general. And leaving and coming back is just one of the parts of it. Ab so absence there are, makes the heart grow fonder. Exactly. So, I mean, what... 
future comebacks. There are many comebacks to be had. We're in the middle of wrestling. It's the present. We think about the future and who can come back and where people are going. So, for me, I do consider Adam Cole joining AEW a comeback because he was part of the elite group for quite a while. Part of the, like, being in the elite. Yeah, I mean, that'll be a big one. I mean, that would be more of in the debut category because I don't think it's going to be with any WWE-affiliated product. Well, um, I guess what I mean is being back to that group because he was with that right. group. Right, coming back to those to that, yeah, that would be big. I mean, you always got The Rock as being a comeback. Always, right? The Rock I guess, can always come back. I guess back. Cena again. Um mm. You know, like I guess my here's another you guys one. Have check. Guys like Bray Wyatt too that can make a comeback somewhere. Check this out. How? Do, what do you think of this one? Kyrie Hojo returns to stardom. I I, I would love to. Uh, it's probably awesome, and I would love to check it out. But I don't have enough of a. But you know, I gotta play know, the fifth on that one. You know who Kyrie is, though. I've heard the name. Kyrie Sane. I know. Oh, Kyrie Sane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyrie yeah. Sane returns to stardom. Don't Has you think that that'd be cool? Has that not happened yet? Is she not? No. What is she doing right now? She's a representative for WWE in Japan. Oh, really? Because I know yeah. that she went back home because she had a fiance or something. I did see her posting with some WWE stuff the other day. Yeah. So I don't know how long her contract goes for, but then after that, she can return to stardom. So maybe she doesn't want to though if you're working in the office for wwe and you're making big cash why would you go back to wrestling in a way well especially if i don't imagine she has too busy of a job right now i know she just takes pictures and talks to people here and there so what do you think about what do you think about this comeback um this will be the last comeback we talk of of the night unless you want to bring something else up but kenny omega returning to new japan pro wrestling Wow, um, seems pretty inevitable at this point, doesn't it? I think so. Um, before the pandemic, he went back to DDT, and the Ibushi Kenny story is still. You know ongoing. what? I think we kind of are leaving out maybe Bret Hart coming back to wrestle when he did that. Just him being back oh, in back WWE in the day after the Montreal My bad. screw job. Thought you were right? talking about like in the future because we were talking no, about no, future. No, no, no. No, but that was a big one, too, because we all thought we would never see Brett back in the same ring as Vince mm. without murdering each other. Well, you know what? There's a price for everybody. And also, Bret Hart seems like a forgiving guy over time because he no, actually man. has a he, soul. Well, he does. But, I mean, he's always been one to not pull punches and be honest, But um, which well, is I something I really that. admire about the guy. But... Um, Check out the a biography. It'll make you love me even more. Um, you know, we can also talk about those three faces of Foley making appearances. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah, but, I mean, when he brought back old characters, too, he knows about bringing back characters, kind of like Chris Jericho, when you talk about Mick Foley bringing back Cactus Jack. But what other... I, I would, I mean, could we see Finn Balor in New Japan again one day? I don't know. I it's mean, too hard I know to he's getting, he's my that. age. He's, I doubt he's it. He's 40. Um, I, you know, we have Bray Wyatt showing up somewhere else, obviously. Um, I'm looking at kind of my wrestling figures. See Maybe Finn Balor can, will re- re-debut in Europe, but I don't see him working for anyone but AEW or WWE. Like, this big money company, is, he's going to stay in WWE, dude. Any of those Yoda Suji coming back and... You know, those will really Oh, to New Japan? Years. Dude, yeah. and we didn't even mention Young Lions, but some Yamura. of the comebacks have been good. Um, our recent Young Lions are not that great. I'm talking about Wato. fucking Watto, who had a good great match. O- great O'Connor's been good. I think he's been okay to good. I don't think he's yeah. been great. I would love but to see generally if, good. Uh, well, I, I don't Osprey like... coming back at, at, uh, at uh, you know, Resurgence was a pretty big surprise and was pretty good. Cool. Oh, yeah. And that that was, was an awesome one. one. That whole show was good that way, and we're we're gonna see more, man. Yeah, I ugh, man. I know I'm we're leaving a lot out, but and some of them are just right under our nose, like that Will Osprey. Well, one. well, as I as I said, like 
we are talking about a history of them. We talked about Japanese stuff. Did I even bring up Kenta's return? I don't think I brought that, that up. That was a big I mean, one. How about, you know, if we get... Uh, Shibata. It seems like Kota Ibushi coming back is going to be an underrated one, There too, we have. We have another one, too. And we really hope that he's doing okay. Shout I mean, out to Kota. he's on the card. I, it sounds like it's good because he's on that card because Shingo... Maybe they wanted to save it for a comeback or a return. Well, I think part of it is... Shingo came down with the COVID and he's off and so at the next No, nah, he's here, wrestling fucking evil. Is he? Like on the same card as uh Tanahashi and Ibushi? The next night in the dome. Okay. Well that's good. And that's that a is. dude, I'm this weekend's gonna be too much. I'm supposed to go to the theme park on Sunday and go swimming and shit. And I'm going to be there all day, and so I'm not going to get to see All Out. It's like the first AEW pay-per-view I've missed in, like, a while, but hey, fuck it. I'll be chilling. You can watch it again. I mean, to me, the best part is I have a four-day weekend, so I'm going to have I got a three-day... I got a three... That's why I'm going on Sunday, because I got a three-day weekend, so I'm just going to fucking go hit up the roller coaster, chill in the beach and shit. Well, it's a fake beach. I'm in Colorado. You know, do all that shit and then sleep in the next day. So I think what it'll be is fun, man. The theme park around you guys. Eliches. It's just our Denver. It's the big theme park in Denver. I'll just say that. It's right downtown. And it's like huge roller coasters and fucking. It's a big one. But it's nothing compared to like Magic Mountain or Disneyland. It's probably bigger than Disneyland, but Disneyland has like. is, is more iconic. So. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> there you go. Well, man. We talked about all the comebacks. There's been some crazy ones, and we have some more to see. But uh, it's been fun exploring the history of this with you, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking about more stuff with you later. We got a lot of episodes on the back burner that we are trying to complete in the future. And uh, we'd love to hear from all our fans. In Ring Art, at In Ring Art, Justin, and I am John Ensman. Anything else to say, Justin? I think we summed it up, and now it'll be our turn to have a comeback in a week or two. (laughs) I totally agree. Y'all have a great night. Peace out. And yes, yes, peace and love. Peace.